again to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. I am Bob McDonald, and joining me, albeit temporarily, is my co-host Matt Dudek. Hey there, everybody. It's been a minute. Matt, it's been a minute, and it will only probably be a minute longer. That's honestly that's the only reason I dropped in. I just wanted to say hi. I am still alive. Bob hasn't like put me in a well in the basement or anything. Like we're we're good. I think you're confusing that with someone else. But anyway, Matt is on Twitter at Horizon Matt. You can join us on Twitter as well at Horizon RT. You can join us on the web at HorizonRoundtable.com. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever podcasts are found. Um, Matt, obviously, uh, we had a bunch of stuff go on in the last couple weeks since the fan battle royale. By the way, thank everybody for joining us on that. Some great stuff there. It was really fun. It's, it's always fun every year. I just wish it wasn't such a pain in the ass to get fans. Come on, guys. This is your moment. Ed, once a year, your moment. Follow shiny me. moment. Exactly. <laughs> don't don't make me. I, I don't know the words. Anyway. Um, the ball is That's about where I so, stand that. But, but, Matt, joining us today, uh, we got Carrick Jones. Hey, how's it going? Um, and, of course, we got Kyle Rossi. Oh. And yeah, we, we obviously Matt, we, we we have some things to talk about on uh, both the Detroit Mercy fronts and, and the women's hoops front. So uh, I'm really excited to hear about Noah Waterman's transfer. I mean, like that's some really big pressing news. That's got to be the biggest <laughs> thing. That's why you've got characters to talk about Noah Waterman leaving, right? Yes, that's exactly why I'm sure. All right, with that, I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let these clowns uh, do, do their job. They know everything <laughs> way better than me. I, I look forward to hearing what they have to say. Uh, I'm getting um, out of the way. Yeah, so... Um, so if you have not heard already, um, Antoine Davis was in the transfer portal. He was being courted around, and he's coming back to Detroit Mercy. Yeah, Maybe for us. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't. I don't like. I don't get it. It doesn't. Um, like, sure, yay for us. Like as a fan, yay for the fan base. As someone who's covered the team, I I don't know. Um, part of me wants to say that this is a whole orchestrated thing by the Davis family because, like, I, I think Antoine's great and Mike Davis is, is fun to cover except when he doesn't come to press conferences. But it doesn't make sense. So if a offer to have an NIL deal with some Chinese companies selling – basketballs that glow in the dark or their globe item. Maybe they don't even glow in the dark. I, the only thing I've been told is they're glow balls. That's all, that's all I can get out of anybody. Um, you know, was a, a 24th hour, 25th hour decision. Great. I'm happy he's back, but like half the supporting cast left when he left. All so. right. So this, so for those of you who do not have any background on this, obviously um, after Antoine, went into the transfer portal. Obviously, he was the most popular guy on the planet. Um, well, one of the. But he had narrowed it down to about five schools. Detroit Mercy was one of them, along with Georgetown, Maryland, K-State, and Kansas State, and BYU. All right. Um, and let me tell you something. K-State fans were, going for, were lobbying yeah. hard hard for him to come to K-State. I don't blame them, but in each of these, with the exception of BYU, I can understand, I can understand maybe a little bit of the trepidation as to why he would not go there. K-State is a rebuild. They just got a new coach, uh, Jerome Tang. 
So that's a complete rebuild. Maryland is also a rebuild. Georgetown is freaking Georgetown. <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. Georgetown is Georgetown makes uh, Georgetown makes DePaul look good. Because I don't know how many times I've, I've, uh, yeah, I don't know how many times I've gleefully uh, bagged on DePaul, but Georgetown has got, and I, it pains, it actually pains me to bag on Georgetown because Georgetown's AD is Lee Reed, who used to be over at Cleveland State, so it pains me to bag on them. But I also know that Lee Reed is capable of hiring clunker coaches, if you remember Mike Garland at all. And the problem with that is that he's got he's kind of stuck with Patrick Ewing, basically. And yeah, I so, mean, there's only what two or three coaches Georgetown could really have, and one of them has to be Patrick Ewing. So yeah, Patrick Ewing. Guy. Yeah, Patrick Ewing hasn't been very good over there. Anyway, but yeah, so those were the three options, and then there was BYU. Now BYU is actually legitimately, you know, even in the West Coast Conference, they're playing against St. Mary's, they're playing against you know Gonzaga, they. It's a very competitive league, and they're they're doing very well. I think that they did make the I, if I'm at, if they did make the tournament this season this year mm-hmm. with yep. with a with another Horizon League defector in Tijon Lucas, I might add. So, of all of the teams that kind of were in the mix for that, I think BYU probably made the most sense outside of Detroit Mercy, but he ends up choosing Detroit Mercy anyway. Yeah, and I, I I think it, like, don't get me wrong. I think everyone wants to see him run it back and him and dad and brother go to the tournament, and it's hopefully a story for the first weekend. I, you know, it'd be nice to win a game or two. I think that's what the Detroit Mercy fan base really wants, the, the fan base that I guess is left that exists. Um, but, like, I don't. I, I could, you know, look at this through Detroit Mercy cover, colored glasses. Like, how is that going to happen unless him and a cat aren't doing it, okay? Him, him and Madude aren't running it back themselves. No, like they're, and, they're and I'm glad not. you brought it, that up because because for the last three weeks, in fact, we met, we I actually asked this uh, last week and uh, last episode on the second part of the Fan Battle Royale, who exactly do they have left? Because let's I mean, see, I, D, so DJ Harvey is transferring. Well, but no Waterman, Norm Waterman is transferring, and we don't know. You know, I, I is Willie is he not even coming back, or is he just too injured? No, too? he's no, he's going. He's playing professionally in Spain. Okay, I didn't he, know that. Um, he, I need to know these things. Like, he's on the senior tracker again. Senior tracker yeah. on HorizonRoundtable.com. So I'm holding he's, you to that because I'm going to change that and put the link here that he's playing professionally. Yeah, he's not coming. I mean, he's old. Like, he started four years ago at 21. He, there, it, w- it wouldn't make sense for him to come back. We can go home and make money. You know, not to mention that Eastern Europe isn't exactly, you know, politically great right now. But I'm sure being away from from home for four years and all that stuff happening. No, if he's in Spain, I think he's, you know, he's close enough to home, but far enough away from here, I guess. Right. (laughs) And he's getting paid paid for it. So there you go. Right. Now I, I don't necessarily think Harvey actually transfers. I mean, even if he's in the transfer portal, I haven't seen him committed anywhere. So he might be, so theoretically he might be in the same situation as a Matt Johnson last season where he was in the transfer portal and then he magically reappears back on Detroit Mercy's roster. 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. He's he's working on a a pretty prestigious degree. Like he's working on a master's in econ, and U of D's ranked pretty high for that. He also just had a second kid. He's married. Like oh. I just don't see them packing up and leaving. Uh, um. Like, I, I, I don't see that happening. Interesting. Um, Waterman, like, everybody's really upset about it, but if you look at the three years of college basketball he's had, like, yeah, he can score in bunches. He's never not been injured. Um, that has been his biggest issue, is that he has not been... Well, I mean, if we're being fair, that's kind of been an across-the-board Detroit Mercy issue, that it's... Other than Antoine, who, by the way, he's, you know... His him playing hurt has been kind of the stuff of you know pretty well publicized. Everybody else has been has had a has had a bout of injury, and that has been the case the entire time he's been there, more or less. Yeah, I mean, like as I don't like making excuses for Mike Davis, but like he's had the worst luck in the world. Um, like it, it, there's no way it could really have been worse. Like people have been injured or there's been a postseason ban he can't recruit like when when they bring in guys they are really good at IDing guys in the transfer portal no one wants that has a that have a specific skill and they're not bad they just they've never been healthy um you know I, I think Harvey comes back Phillips didn't play last year because injury he's supposed to be above average but they 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 got to get AD help otherwise he's just gonna he'll be the number two all-time scorer in the NCAA. Like, that's great. It's fun to watch. Except but, in, now, know, he will be – now, game. I'm glad you brought that other part up because he will undoubtedly be the all-time uh, – you know, unless something completely tragic happens, he will, in fact, be the all-time scorer in Horizon League history. He'll pass uh, Alfred Hughes up. He will definitely do that this year, next year. Yeah, so I mean, at least have that. <laughs> like, I just, I, as much as it is cool, like, okay, if he finishes second to Pistol Pete all time, that's great. But if you never went to the tournament, like, does it matter? Don't get me wrong. He's fun to watch. He's a great kid. He's great to interview. Like, I really enjoy him as a person. I enjoy covering him. I enjoy the whole family, to be honest. I think they're interesting people. But, you know, if five years, brings no NCAA tournament then it, it what was what the point for yeah like what was and it's it's not to say I I hope the Davises don't hear this if they do listen like you know this guy hates us that's not at all but like I mean does it seem I'm sorry does it seem like the Davis family listens to us I I, I <laughs> call me crazy but no Come on. No, but I I think things get back to Mike <laughs> nice. Davis more than Thanks people for think. Davis family, if you are, like things do get back to to Mike Davis more than you think because I've gotten well, enough sure. DMs or text messages that they're aware of what's going on as much as people think they live in a bubble. But anyway, like I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm you don't, you don't, you're not a you 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 can't be or you haven't been or. You're you're not as you're not a coach is around that's around as long as Mike Davis is without hearing the you know hearing the most inane things from idiots like us. <laughs> right, and, we just don't. And, you know, I get it. No. I get it. And like I'm I'm like Matt always says, like I'm just a stupid fan. Okay, like I 
I watched most of the games this year sitting somewhere around Callahan Hall because to me it's it's better to view it from up there than on press row when AD is doing things. Like it just you can the little bit of energy that's there of all of the people who show up every game. I don't know. It just feels better. But they got to get him help. The Mar- Rocket Watts is the rumor. I. <laughs> Part of me uh, thinks if AD is retweeting it, it might be real. Um, but even then, like, and I, I, I talked to our buddy Ryan Kay the other day who covers Michigan State. Like, yeah. how how good is Rocket Watts really going to be at this point? Excellent I feel question. like it's just, DJ Har- it's just DJ Harvey all over again. Like, was highly recruited, is now just a good mid-major player. I If Harvey comes back and Rocket Watts comes in, okay, you have four good mid-major players. McAdoo's all right. Like he, he's not anything great. I mean, he's a ten point a game mid major guy. Okay, yeah. And McAdoo was the other question mark I had because I wasn't sure if he was coming back. It seemed like no, he was coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. Like they, Phillips could be really good. Like the film I've seen of Phillips when he's been healthy in his career, he could be like Bo Cool was. But but the problem I again, mean, you you have that issue of. When he, the the disclaimer and it always seems to be on the Detroit Mercy side, comma when he's healthy, and that right. has been the major bugaboo with this program is that for whatever reason and I don't maybe it's I don't know is 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 the um I don't know are the is the you know that man it's it I don't know is Callahan Hallhurst cursed or something any right now these days is some, I mean, did something terrible happened before uh. Did 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 Bakari Alexander like you know put a hex on it or something before he left? I don't know what happened. <laughs> I I don't know because they I mean they really do spend like for an athletic department that doesn't have a lot of money, they spend pretty decently on their doctors and strength and conditioning. Yeah, so I, 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 well, they kind of have to. I, I mean, given how hurt everybody is all the time. Yeah, I mean, like the training room was the first thing to get fixed when they started raising money five or six years ago. I don't know. I mean, the thing with Phillips, he looks good, but, you know, this is two years back-to-back of ankle and Achilles injury on the same leg. Yeah. Like, I, as someone who coaches sports, I, I can't I can't for a second think he's going to be the same, and I don't know. I don't know the kid. I haven't – I you know, he played 10 minutes last year. Um, I don't think Coca's coming back. That yeah, that was, was the other – I mean, I mean, that guy, like, yeah. I mean, he wasn't really around a lot this year, and I didn't think he had any eligibility left anyway, but – Apparently he does. This is the thing about the yeah. This is the thing about the senior tracker, especially with the senior tracker, especially with Detroit Mercy. I can't figure out any of their stuff like at all. I feel like it's such no, a that <laughs> I think they do that on purpose, and it's very annoying. Um, like See, the, they are you know, paying attention, but they're like, "We're gonna we'll show you, Bob. We'll make we'll right. we'll we'll keep you surprised about everything." <laughs> Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense. Um, like, Verbal Commits has Mohamed Celia in the portal. I haven't heard anything about that. So, I, I don't that's know. A, yeah, Nobody knows. A roster will, you know, come together, like, September 1st, and we can have a conversation about it. But from what I've been told, they're, to not gonna, they're not going to let anything out, and it's going to be, like, a big surprise who's back and who's not, unless the kids tweet out what they're doing. That's um, That's – okay. Fair enough. Like they, they got a guy from Grand Canyon that I guess shoots threes really well, but I, like he's Australian and shoots threes. That's all I know. Um, okay. I great. I, 
<laughs> like I, you know, in theory, if they brought in a few guys to pl- play around AD, they can probably easily be the best team in the league next year. But I've been saying that for three years now. Yeah, I know you have. And then year in and year out, they aren't. <laughs> like something, you're right. It's, it was either COVID or it's, oh, we're injured. Or, you know, they don't want to play defense. Like there's always an excuse. There's um, always something. And, you know, as good as AD is, I you can't, you can't not bring up Matt's point and look at the percentage and just go, okay, there's some nights he goes off and in the process of going off, it loses the team the game. Like, and Waterman was supposed to be that guy. And I don't know if he comes back now being in the portal. I, I think whoever does pick him up, that is a very odd, large lottery ticket you're playing. Because Basically. Sure, he can nail nine threes in a game, but he also can pick up four fouls in two seconds. And, like, he's never been healthy. And Which, I mean, also- I get because he grew so much when, like, he was in high school. Like, you don't go from six one to almost seven foot and not have some underlying health stuff happen because of it. So I get why he's always injured. Yeah, but he seems to have a concussion problem, something wicked bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's good. That's, no, like, after you've had two or three, it's almost like, why are we even trying? What are we even doing it, here? You know, he, I mean, he's the Sidney Crosby of college basketball right now. Um, he, he just keeps getting hit in the head. So we'll see. I I guess we, it's, it's a wait and see, and hopefully they, they build around AD. Otherwise, it's just going to be him breaking records, which will be fun. Like, it's fun to watch. But. Well, here's the other question that I have, and this is kind of the elephant in the room. But does anybody know how long, uh, how much longer Mike Davis is under contract for? I, that would be my question. I don't think he's under contract after this year. And ah. I think that given everyone believes there's going to be a new AD and yeah. their new athletic director, not Antoine Davis, um, unfortunately, <laughs> there's not a clone that can, like, come out of the woodwork. Um, wouldn't he be he would be wouldn't he be a great benefit to have this next season <laughs> right just two of them we're just gonna run two out um well, it would certainly fix the rotation problem right it would it would just uh, do take one out put one in but obviously not happening you're referring to the I, athletic I, director long robert Fowles. yeah obviously nobody knows what's going on with him matt seems the, to think the, he's gonna go away stuff like that I, Every everyone I've talked to, it sounds like he's retiring. I know he had a hip replacement. He's older. Uh, there's a new president coming in July first. Yes. That I think I don't think he's going to change the university. I I I think U of D is about to get a lot more professional, and I don't know if they keep Mike Davis. Like I I just without Antoine there, unless they win this year, what would be the purpose of keeping him? And not starting over. Like, you're already almost I mean, always starting over. I mean, they're going to be – I mean, if we're being honest, they're going to – even, you know, they were already going to start over anyway. It was just a matter of when between either this year or next year uh, or yet next year or the year after. That's what it was going to be. And Right. I mean, you know, it, it's just a matter of time. It's, you know, it's just a matter of time and then – but you add the, but again, you add that element of okay. I I can see how how this can be massively frustrating, 
as a Detroit Mercy fan, because let's face it, they they don't really need any reason to be frustrated anymore. But somehow here we are again. <laughs> yeah, like, not sure who's going to be on your team except besides Antoine and you know a catch, and you're just kind of stuck in limbo again. And it seems right. to be kind of an issue, and it's been an ongoing issue for years. Except you, it's, but the other thing too is that there are, because everybody talks about the transfer portal, but here's my thought about it. It's like, there's still over a thousand, you know, there's still over a thousand players in the transfer portal. And I'm sure there are some quality players in there without a doubt. Um, they need, they obviously need size. Because if you got, if because obviously if Willie is going, if Isiani is going to play professionally, you got no Boy Coca, you got no Noah Waterman, you have no size at all. Like yeah, they, that, they they need, I would say maybe one one if he's like big and like not just tall but big and tall, they need one like solid post player, and then the way they like to play, they need three or four wing players. They have guards. They're going to run Kyle Laguerre up there as, as a point guard with Antoine next to him. They, they like the way he plays defense. He works hard. They're going to run McAdoo out there next to Antoine because, once again, he works really hard. He understands the defense. You probably need a combo guard where you could run three. I think that's probably where Rocket Watts comes in. But, they yeah, they I mean, they got to recruit wing, wings and bigs. Sonny Johnson's coming in, but he's a true point guard. He's yes. got all types of health issues, too. Um, I, I didn't look, is his cousin that played at Ohio state still in the Michi. portal? Uh, yes. Michi is at South Carolina. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Mi- yeah. His, his cousin, yeah. Sonny Johnson jr's cousin Michi is at, uh, is at, uh, he, yeah. Cause Nick Lawrence and Nick Lawrence was very happy because he goes to South Carolina. He actually, for as much as Nick does writes about, he, his, he currently is a student at South Carolina. So, you can imagine he's over at Moon at Michi Johnson's going to South Carolina. So good for him. Um, I'll have but yeah, to Sonny tell Johnson, him to get me one of those hats that says yeah. Cox on. Oh, Jesus. What is this, 1993? <laughs> Come on. Um, hey, I was born in 1993. Thank you. Gee, thank you. I just got done with my freshman year of college. And thank you. because Thank you for reminding me how old I am. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, so so – I mean, yeah, I, I Sonny Johnson Jr. is kind of an X factor here, but again, he probably would have had been kind of forced into a uh, a larger role had, which we, I'm not sure he's 100 percent prepared for, had Antoine not showed up. Kyle Guerrero definitely would be. Um, we didn't see a lot of him until the end of the year either. Guerrero, but they they. They really like him. Like, and he plays sure defense really well. He didn't. He wasn't uh, bad. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. He wasn't. He didn't. He wasn't very. He wasn't. He wasn't bad at all. But we didn't see a lot of him on the court, uh, for good reason, no. obviously. Yeah, and he. I don't like. He's somebody I don't get. You know, you look at his his partner that he played with at Cast Tech that was at Duquesne. He's in the portal. I can't pronounce his name. Tyson something. Um, well, he was the real scorer in high school and Kyle really just did the ball carrying and, and shot the free throws for him. But, you know, in the defense that they run, he does what they want. I, they need wings. I mean, 
unless they can guarantee Phillips is going to be healthy, and even then they still need wings. No, they need so wings. I, they need wings regardless because uh, there's no. Uh, again, uh, you know, Phillips has a has a health issue. Uh, he's got an issue, and I get that. Um, and I think that's going to be the big problem. I mean, that's that's a whole thing they got to deal with there. Um, and and like you alluded to earlier, the thing with losing Willie, like. He, yeah, he's not like an all star or anything. Uh, Tyson, a, by the way, Tyson Acuff is the is his uh, yeah Tyson Acuff. Um, Who's at Eastern now? Right, well, Eastern dude, Eastern's building a program, but that's a whole different story. Um, you know, Willie was there four years. He made his threes. He knew when to take charges. Like he was just a good team guy. And yeah. I don't know if you can find that in the portal because I don't think a lot of good team guys, no offense to people in the portal, are there. Like, if you can find another Bo Cool, that's how you're getting to the dance, because it's not going to be with what you have now. And and I know Mike Davis knows that, and I know Mike Davis Jr. is really good at watching film and finding guys to fit their system, and they just got to do that. Or, or AD is just going to be probably the leading scorer of all time in the Horizon League, and it wouldn't shock me if he leads the – you know, all time in threes and is yeah. second to Pistol Pete. And I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a great career. But I think the telling thing about Antoine Davis through this whole process was you didn't see a Michigan. You didn't see, you know, uh, a high major that, that's trying to win now reach out to him. No. And it shows and I think, you the difference. I mean, I it think, shows you the difference between mid major basketball and major college basketball because. Like, U of D could be St. Peter's next year, but his value, I mean, it's, it, we understand why he's not going to the NBA draft early. Like, the, the type of player he is, as good as he is, and he's very, very good, is not what major college basketball and the NBA are looking for. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your other point about this competing for Horizon League, okay, so what is it, so even... That would, that would that would take a lot. I'm just it just seems to me that would take a lot, especially when you just had um, when you have Purdue Fort Wayne who's got everybody coming back. You have Northern Kentucky, who you know is taking well advantage of Chris Brandon, I might add. Um, and they got the two sensational young guys. That, you know they got Warwick and they got cornerstones in Warwick and Vincent. And you got Frayvon Faulkner coming back. You have a right state team that is, you know, yeah, they lost, yeah, they lost, um, yeah, they lost Grant Basile and they lost, you know, Tanner Holden, but you're bringing Amari Davis back and you're bringing back Blake Sisley and whatever big guy they got coming in. Because apparently he's, you know, Scott Nagy's going to bring somebody out of the basement because he always does that. When you look at that dynamic, just, that's just those top three guys, and you look at them, and then you look at you know you look at Detroit Mercy as like, I, I even if the even if every even if the everything fell into place with Detroit Mercy, I don't see them getting over the top over at least at the very least those three teams. Oh, and then there's and then there's Oakland. Like yeah, it, it, and I don't don't I. I am not saying that Bowman is going to be what Kane was last year in year one, because don't get me wrong. Bowman was an amazing high school basketball player, uh, but he's, he play he's like AD. He plays small. Um, he, and 
it was telling how much time he got at Wisconsin, given just how highly rated he was coming out of high school. And I, that goes on the recruiting services. They, they rate kids based on what they see and not what they project as in the future. Um, but yeah, they're going to deal with Oakland. And don't they get don't... me started. And, and not to mention, not to mention Youngstown State, who is bringing in on top of Dwayne Cohill coming back, on top of William Dunn coming back, on top of you know Shamar Rattan Mays coming back. They got all these other guys coming in from the portal, including Adrian Nelson. Yeah, I mean, who's pretty well versed in Horizon League basketball himself, obviously. Yeah, it's it's going to be a really strong league. And if if Mike Davis and Mike Davis Jr. don't do their homework and bring in guys, they need, they're done. I mean, and the other thing is they haven't won in Green Bay in years, regardless of how good or bad Green Bay is. And IPFW, for whatever reason, has had Mike Davis's number. I, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, and they're sense. gonna. I, you know what? They're probably gonna have his number then again this year, because all that because of what Purdue Fort Wayne's coming back with. Those guys. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's gonna be tough. So I mean, they gotta get AD help. That I know I sound like a broken record, and it sounds. But it seems like an annual thing with them. It really does. And you not only do yeah. you have to you have to get health, you got to have to get help that is gonna stay on the court the entire season, which they also have not been able to do. But, you know, my whole thing is I get, like, U of D isn't a wonderful campus, and I know a lot of the guys have been living off campus and, like, you, taking their stipend and, and getting an apartment or whatever. But, like, if people can show up to Youngstown State to play basketball, like, how how can you not recruit in the portal to U of D? I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, it's Youngstown, Ohio. I get it's a public school, and their facilities are probably a little bit nicer, but. There's that football money for you. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just don't, you know, U of D is not in the best neighborhood, but it's, it's much better than 10 years ago when I started. And even if there's 2000 people in the arena, it's loud. So I don't know. It's um, now granted, if you can tell me the last time there was 2000 people there, um, really 2000 people there. I mean, it was probably 2015, but they got to do something. I'm excited. I don't normally think about women's basketball. I'm kind of excited about who they hired. Like, it's kind of fun. Um, for everything I heard from the Zoom, the big donors had with her, she's, like, really well put together. I guess everybody that matters on the women's team is coming back. I'm sure Rossi knows way more about that than me. Um, but, yeah, she she sounds really impressive. I didn't really care for how Tony Paul made it about her being gay. Um, because it's a Jesuit school and like half the faculty is gay. Um, okay. So like, it's not a big deal there at all because it's a Jesuit school, but um, you know, it's exciting. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it, okay. I, was I, 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 I mean, news to me and I, I'm sorry. It's good. I, I would complete, I will probably forget, completely forget that fact when we're done here. I don't know if I want to talk to you now that you're going after Youngstown. It's the land of my ancestors, man. <laughs> Fun but, fact: um, turns out it's land of my. Apparently, that, evidently, that's where I keep hearing that's where my dad was actually born. By the way, so you yeah, might. I mean, I mean, I think I don't know. I don't yeah, think he's, ever, brought, I don't think he's ever been back there. But um, Kirk, I was going to ask you: um, how much does it matter? Uh, it, 
Kate actor coming from a, another Jesuit school in Loyola. Does is that a big thing? I was, I mean, I was kind of wondering about that. Might as well ask you since you're here. I mean, to me, yeah. To a lot of the donors, yeah. Like, there, there's, there's two like I guess camps of thinking in terms of I wouldn't say just the U of D fan base, but people that went to Jesuit schools. Um, there's a reason why I went to to U of D for grad school, and I was looking at Creighton and Georgetown, like there's there's just something about that way of education and there's a, a pride and like a brotherhood between all the schools so I, I think that probably made her look very attractive along with the fact that she kind of grabbed that job coming out of a scandal um you know i robert vowels has not had a lot of home run hires in fact like quite frankly his soccer hire women's soccer hire was god awful softball hire god awful pretty much every other hire outside of Mike Davis, which has an asterisk by it right now, was horrible. And this hire, like, out of the park, I don't know anybody who's not happy about it that donates money to the program that I've heard from. I mean, there's people who aren't interested in women's basketball that are like, yeah, we'll come to a few games. Like, she seems like someone that could get us somewhere. So I definitely think it's it's a big deal. I mean, we haven't had I, – I don't and don't get me wrong, I love Coach Scott, great guy, loved covering him, loved talking to him. And we but love him out here really, at Cleveland State, too, even though, you know, obviously things didn't work out. Yeah, never heard – yeah, because uh, obviously Bernard Scott, the – we're like – he's that was like five coaches ago. It seems like it was five coaches ago with them. Right, Bernard right. Scott he, got he a job. A bit of year. I mean, he was he, he was a nice guy. I mean, but, you know, as he, – he just fell into the trap of, well, you know, just because you're a great – you're a good assistant doesn't necessarily mean that's going to translate over. And obviously for him it didn't. And then, you know, after that, uh, you know, the, the wheels kind of fell off. <laughs> right. And, and like, we haven't had a solid women's team really since Autumn Rademacher was the coach. And, you know, she had ginormous bigs that could overpower Power 5 teams. So I'm I'm interested to see what she does, and you know I like you know Kyle, you know way more about women's basketball than me, but it it seems like this could be something that turns them around quick. Yeah, and I think the thing you know, kind of looking at her, and the one thing that was really fascinating to me is, you know, we're talking. By the way, Kate Actor. By the way, the the I think I can't. Remember, did we even talk, say who she was? Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> like we've been talking about, we segued into the new women's basketball coach. Didn't even mention her name. Um, so former, so ex Loyola, so ex Loyola basketball coach uh, Kate Actor is now. Who, by the way, cleaned up another mess at Loyola. That's a, and that's the thing that's really fascinating about that, Bob. As you know, like you know, she came into Loyola coming off of uh, Cheryl Swoops, who had a lot of losing, a lot of mistreatment allegations. I mean. Sounds kind of familiar, does it not? So it's yeah, it's really just a weird parallel situation almost that Detroit Mercy found there. This is true. And, um, you know, her, her overall record there wasn't great, but you know, six years, you know, six years into her tenure, she you know was 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 it eight uh, won eighteen games last year, I think it was. It was the most wins they had. You know, I think people fall in the trap of thinking of like women's and men's teams at the same schools kind of being on a parallel and Loyal's women were not a good program for a long, long time. And no. you know, struggled she struggled early on, but this is had that has been yeah, and that is that has kind of been them a, last year. Yeah, and that has kind of been a thing for them for, for decades actually. Um but yeah, I get it. I, I get the whole idea behind it 
Um, they're moving, uh, Loyola's moving into the A-10, so obviously they felt that the existing staff was not going yeah. to be a, was not going to be the, they, they weren't going to get the job done, essentially. That's one of the things, like, and I kind of thought about that a little bit with, like, with Tasha Pointer at UIC. If there's ever a case to keep somebody and you're kind of on the fence, but you're moving conference, you kind of just want to go in hard on selling all the newness of everything and, like, by if it's way, a 50 call, you're maybe going to go the other way on it at that point. So, yeah, um, by the way, um, already, I'm already getting off on the wrong foot with the new coach. Her, her last name is pronounced Octor. Got to work Octor, on that. Baby. Like UQL. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, that's basically okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean – that. Yeah, the, the the Loyola team was completely atrocious, and it, I, I think it's kind of unfair. Honestly, it was kind of probably un, they, they were fit in fifth place in the valley last year, and then you know you, I I'm not expecting any miracles at Detroit Mercy. I'm just kind of throwing that. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we're talking about a Jesuit school yeah, and miracles not happening. So sorry. You know. I, it's nice that, you know, Latanya Collins last year uh, relied a lot on, you know, a lot of transfer players in their last year of eligibility, even with the COVID year and things like that. Uh, a lot of the ones who weren't in their last year are in the portal now. So, yeah, she's I mean, she's going to have to put another for the second straight year, basically put a roster together from not exactly zero this time, but close to zero and. It's kind of hard to do it this late. So, you know, it's going to take a couple years, but I, I really, really like this hire for them in the long term. I mean, I guess the I guess the good news for her is she's got a lot of runway. Yeah, <laughs> unless unless something really horrible. I mean, unless like something really horrible comes out. And I mean, let's face it. Is it really? I mean, what what is worse than what's happened to Detroit Mercy's women's teams in the last year, two years? I mean, really? <laughs> I don't think it could get any worse than that, really. That's, uh, you know, that's the nice thing, you know, and they had last year was kind of a clean start, but, you know, you can't really ignore the fact that Latanya Collins was on that staff. So, you know, there's at least that much of a holdover, but you're, you're completely clear of the whole Anne-Marie Gilbert thing now. You're, you know, starting from zero again, which sucks. I mean, I know that's got to be frustrating for the fans there, uh, but... Well, that's, I, mean, know, I think that's kind of the thing, too. I mean, because, I mean, you're at a point where you, you're kind of at the bottom and there's really no way to go where to go, what go but up. And you're bringing again, you're bringing the, you're bringing somebody in who has some experience with kind of picking up the pieces. You know, and then I think the thing, if you want a little bit of optimism, what Kate Doctor does extremely well, defense and rebounding, those aren't high talent things. Those are effort things, right? Yeah, you know they 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 were top twenty in the nation. They were seventh in the nation in in three point percentage against. Uh, you know, actually played at the Wolstein Center last year. As some people may remember held held a pretty explosive Vikings team to fifty two points, and they were like four for twenty three from three for that game. Um, top twenty in offensive and defensive rebounding rate. So, you know, you're gonna have maybe not the most talented team there, but they're going to work hard. They're going to be well coached and. You know, they could beat a couple people that way. They're not going to lose, like, you know, they're not going to go on a year and a half losing streak, basically. Right. <laughs> probably not. Well, that's Again, good because, probably, you know, this is not... Know, you, but, like, the future for them, you think, I mean, they're going to be fun to watch, even if they lose a ton of games, so... 
Well, they need to have that because, you know, you, again, as we have talked about multiple times on the podcast, where we, we have this situation where, unlike on the men's side, you have that top half of the women's side that is very, very competitive. And with the exception of IUPUI, which we'll get to in a minute, um, there's a lot of wiggle, there's a lot of room for the bottom to, you know, kind of step up and get going because they need to, because then there's, there's it seems like there's this giant drop off somewhere between about seventh like, and eighth place. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. You go, you know, at one, one through five last year and you can maybe throw in Oakland, they were six and then obviously upset, upset Youngstown state. And then Milwaukee's a pretty strong team. But after that, man, I, you know, I like Purdue for Wayne's trend. They're, they're trending well. Robert Morris is an extremely tough defensive team. But it's, there's a very, very clear dividing line in the middle of the league right now. Well, except for I, UIC, they're not here anymore. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. It's a little bit, little, little bit more top-heavy now. <laughs> the team that actually lost yeah. last year is gone. One of, those few, one of those situations where it's almost like addition by subtraction there. Sorry, yeah. UIC. If any of you fans are still watching, sorry to see you well, go. Well, Bye. They just absolutely set it on fire in five years, though. It's going to be frustrating. <laughs> Probably not. Come on. I think you're yeah, putting you too much. Yeah. Um, but I did want to kind of close out the show by talking about the fact that IUPUI now has a, it has a head coach. Um, it's interesting because, you know, Obviously, we're from Northeast Ohio. They just went down the road over to Walsh University in the Canton area and snapped up Kate Bruce. Yeah. And actually, you know, Kate Bruce, she goes a lot deeper with uh, Northeast Ohio than that. She was an assistant at Youngstown State. She did. Uh, That is true. She was actually the assistant before John Barnes Barnes became the head coach. Also, I'm sorry. One other thing I did not know is that you know who she replaced at Walsh, right? Maria Marcasano, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> Maria Marcasano took the job at the Mount. Well, coach is there down at Walsh. So they, apparently, yeah, IUPUI said, screw it, we're cutting out the middleman. We're just going to get the Walsh person this time. <laughs> I get yeah, it. I think it, it's one of those things like with Marcasano, went to uh, Mount St. Mary's after that and had success at the D1 level. And I think ideally, you maybe want to see that, but man, it's Kate Bruce's track record is more or less impeccable. So I think she'll be just fine. Uh, I think that's really fascinating. I mean, going back to that Youngstown state thing for a second, you know, the, the Gwyns were flat out awful for most of about 15 years before John Barnes showed up there. Oh yes, they absolutely were. They, they were 0 and 30 in 29, 2009, 10. Yeah. And then she, and then, uh, Bob Bolden shows up uh, and then Bruce is on his staff. And by 2013, you know, they're going 23 and 10, going to the winning a game in the WNIT. Uh, Bolden was coach of the year. He was coach. Bolden then left for Ohio, took Bruce with him. And then they went to the they won the MAC title a couple years later. He was coach of the year again. You know, any head coach will tell you that that's a staff award. So whatever credit you want to assign Bruce that so she's I mean yeah you know great player at Florida Gulf Coast back when they were D2 uh she's just one and one big everywhere she's gone and that you know the Horizon League and Youngstown State were kind of a key point of her career really yeah absolutely yeah I keep forgetting the story behind that because you know obviously having witnessed the futility the ongoing futility of Youngstown State on the women's side for for a long time 
um, until that part where they finally got to the point. I, I find it interesting that uh, that Ohio was able to poach them out of Youngstown State, but again, completely different dynamic in that regards. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and for and this is a very important hire for IUPUI to make because they're coming off of their first NCAA tournament appearance. The problem they have, of course, is that I'm not really 100% sure who's left on the team now because, like, a bunch of them went to Butler with uh, Parkinson. Yeah, they still have they still have Destiny Perkins for another year if she if she decides to come back. Uh, Rachel Kent should still be there. You know, they're going to have a couple players. There's obviously, you know, Austin Park Macy Williams is that eligibility anyway, and apparently didn't want to play in the WNBA, but. Uh, <laughs> Um, you know, obviously Austin Parkinson took uh, Rachel McLemore and uh, yeah. Anna Mortego Baller with them. Poached Jessica Carruthers was a big time recruit for them. She was runner up for Indiana Miss Basketball. Uh, poached her over to Butler as well. So it's going to be a little bit of a reset for them. I think when you're a program that's been winning and your first instinct is to carry it over. The, the, the thing you a lot of times want to do is obviously hand it over to an assistant. Uh, problem is Parkinson took his assistance with him yeah, too, <laughs> but yep. uh, I think the nice thing with, with Kate Bruce is they play a lot of the same way. I think from what I've been able to tell, they're a great offensive team, but they're not like a high tempo team necessarily. They just have, they execute very well in the offensive end. They shoot the ball outstanding. So I think their idea a little bit was they can kind of maybe plug and play a little bit with the personnel they have. And, uh, I think there's going to be a rebuild, a full rebuild coming in the next couple of years. But for now, it's going to be a fit that could work for them. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the the way they're set up right now, I it's going to be a letdown for IUPUI fans. But I mean, you expected it given you know everything that kind of transpired in the last month. If Parkinson doesn't leave, that was always going to be the case after this yeah. year. Just to be clear, I mean they 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 were a very very veteran heavy team that was yeah. built. To they all came back for that one more year and they accomplished their goals. Good for them. But it was always going to be a struggle after that. Yep. There you go. So that's, uh, I guess that'll be a wait and see. Hopefully they, they won't drop off too hard, but yeah. I mean, but you also see kind of you, you be, you, the top half is still going to be, Hey, Kevin Borseth, it's your time to shine again. Oh yeah. Everyone wants to see that. They're, <laughs> On, uh, I do because I don't want to get yelled at. <laughs> and then finally, there's maybe a little bit of you know give and take at the top, and all of a sudden here they are again. The, yeah, Phoenix and Youngstown State, maybe Cleveland State, right behind that, I think, are probably the top of the league as we speak. Uh, still a long summer to go, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll find out soon enough. So, all right, so that's gonna wrap it up for us. Uh, unfortunately, Carrick was uh, Carrick magically disappeared. He was having audio issues, so obviously he. Uh, well, it had to bail on us, sad to say, but uh, Carrick, you can find on Twitter at Carrick underscore Jones. Um, he he covers Detroit Mercy for us, obviously, for RisingRoundTable.com. Uh, Kyle, obviously, you can find at Kyle, at Kyle HZRT. Um, I love how I, I, I'm, we're the ones who came up with that acronym, and I keep messing up those letters. Always love that. But anyway, um, HorizonRoundTable.com, obviously, pull up our content. I, Kyle, I believe you have something coming out this week on uh, kind of this whole entire uh, yeah, just the league as a whole. 
I've had to update it about 38 times with all the news coming out. Um, obviously, CSU added a player. If you haven't seen that, um, yeah. you know, the new coaching hires and all that stuff. But I think we're in a pretty stable place with this, so we can maybe get that out this week. Yes, let's 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 go with that. All right. Um, so next episode, next episode, we're going to. Yeah, I'm sure all of you are going to ask, why are we having this guy on? But, dude, we got to have this guy on. Um so Ben Sternberg, the the, the former, the ex, I got to say ex now, the ex boss of Cleveland State's bench mob, who is going with uh, going over to uh, Missouri with Dennis Gates. We're gonna have him on next week. Um, I can't wait to talk to him. Uh, until then, HorizonRoundtable.com. Um, we're on wherever podcasts are available. You can pull us up on your Amazon or Google devices. So until then, thank you all for listening.